Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. So pastor's been talking about that kingdom come. Hopefully, if you were not here uh, Sunday or Wednesday, you've gone back and listened through that. So we're all, I'm going to kind of pick up where he left off. But how many of you know um, when pastor was like, hey, you know, study out the principle, the kingdom of God, it's going to be good. Yes, do it. You know, Pastor Chris has, has amazing notes he sent over and said, here's some, just some nuggets. And guys, as I was preparing, I got so excited. I was driving in the car and I was, I was like, oh my gosh. I, I mean, I was, I was just like, I got so excited. So I know that today you're going to get excited too, because we're going to unpack some revelation. We're going to unpack some truth in God's word, and we're going to show you how to apply it in your life so you can live your best life right now. Okay? Amen? So get ready. Take some notes. Pull. Let's have fun this morning, because I know that God brought you here for a purpose, because he gave us the ability to live in success today and every day, and to walk out the kingdom of God in our lives. So we're going to get right to it. How many of you know what a Vines Expository Dictionary is? Okay, so it's pretty cool because it's basically like cliff notes. Okay, it kind of gives you a little extra detail, a summary of what the meaning of things are. So in the back when I was in Bible college, which was not too long ago, but longer than I care to admit, um, (laughs) there was a book and it was literally like this thick is the vines, and then you have to go along with it, a Strong's Concordance, which was even bigger than that one. And now it's all online, which is fantastic, because you can just go to like vinesexpositorydictionary.com, you know, and just like look it up. And so it's such powerful tools at the tips of our fingers, instead of trying to like lug around 20-pound books, which I still keep the books in the uh, bookshelf, which, you know, I just can't get rid of it. You know, I've got stuff highlighted and written in it. But here's the beautiful part. When you look at these things, it just expounds upon the Word of God. So, the Vines Expository Dictionary defines the kingdom of God, and you can write this down if you like. It's the realm where God exists in complete authority, full of righteousness and holiness, which we know God is, and where His rule is acknowledged in the hearts of believers. That's you and I. The kingdom of God indicates all of God's rule. I'm going to, one more time, I'm do that definition one more time. The kingdom of God is the realm where God exists in complete authority, full of righteousness and holiness, and where his rule is acknowledged in the hearts of believers. So that kingdom indicates all of God's rule. And that rule has a moral and a spiritual force that man does not have outside of God. Okay? It's a force we have. The kingdom of heaven is more of a distinction from earth. But yes, everybody, we're living right now in the kingdom of God. And we're living in the natural realm, which is the sense realm, right? The five senses. We live in that realm, in that earth, right now. And without Jesus, we're bound to the sense realm. We're stuck here without the Lord. But because we're believers, because we've asked him into our hearts, because we now have eternal life, what that does 
is it catapults us out of the boundary of earth and puts us into the kingdom of God where we have full reign and authority over everything, where all things are possible. So now we go from the possible in the sense realm and we're thrust into the realm of the impossible. Sounds kind of sci-fi to me. Sounds like it'd be a good movie, right? We are supernatural. There's series on that, but different kinds of series, right? But we are supernatural beings, and we have power and authority. And unlike movies, unlike the sci-fi plots, this is real life. God gave you and I the ability to establish, to execute, and to release his kingdom here on earth. We're called to release, establish, and execute his kingdom right here on earth. That kingdom, as part of that kingdom, we have a part to play in it. God has given us a job. How many of you say amen to a job? Right? God has given us things to do in the earth. And I'm going to tell you what we can do in our lives to see the kingdom of God in operation in us. Because the kingdom of, of earth is in the heart. The kingdom of heaven is on earth is in the heart of believers. And this rule begins in the hearts of the kingdom citizens. That's me and you. And it extends to every day of our life, extends to everything we have. We have been given the kingdom. Let's look at Luke 12, 32. We have been given the kingdom. It says, fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Everybody say, I have the kingdom. Now let's look at Colossians 1 and 13. It says, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness? For he hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Guys, we're living part of the kingdom of the Lord. We were placed into that out of darkness. We no longer have to live in darkness because as believers, the kingdom now lives inside of us, in our hearts. According to Luke 17, 21, it says, Neither shall they say then, lo here or lo there, behold, the kingdom of God is within you. So through the indwelling work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we can operate in our present rule and authority that was given to us by Jesus. Jesus gave us that rule. He gave us dominion. He gave us authority. And now it's up to you and I as believers to operate in that same authority because the earth is just our designated territory. We are the kingdom of God on the earth. We are the ones that bring it here. And as his representative, we're called to enforce the rule of heaven into our affairs, into the affairs of man. Did you realize you have that? Because the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. And through the Holy Spirit, we take our king with us everywhere we go. We take him with us. We then, because he's inside of us, and we go into a place, what happens is we now invade our environment 
We bring the king with us into our environment. And therefore, because we bring him in there, our environment has to shift. That's why even when we sing that song, something's shifting in the spirit. Something's changing. That's because we're here. We're in the earth. It has to shift. It has to change because we have dominion over that. God has given us that ability. God has given us that. Um, Let's go to Matthew 4.17. Because what happens is Jesus, when he said here in Matthew 4, 17, he said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. Basically, he was bringing the kingdom with him because it was inside of him. So Jesus was walking the face of the earth as his kingdom. But because he lives in our spirit, we too carry that kingdom with us everywhere we go. That kingdom lives inside of you. And because we have that ability to walk in the kingdom, God gave us a title. He calls us ambassadors. He calls us ambassadors. That is basically just um, someone who is sent into the, into the world or into a foreign territory to represent their kingdom. That's how you get a title of, of an ambassador. And it's so funny because every time I think of ambassador, I think of way back in the day when I did um, VBS for children's ministry. And if you've ever worked in kids, uh, you know that this, a song is the best way to get kids to remember something. So in this song, I'm not sure if I wrote it, if I heard it. I've never heard it again. You know how you come up with silly songs. I was doing it the other day. You know, I I sing all the time, and it just makes me laugh because I'm a wannabe American Idol contestant, Um, only in my car. (laughs) But... So I sing everything to the kids, whatever, you know, clean up, clean, every, everything you can sing, I sing. We try to do that. So here I am teaching this, and as I'm going through, I'm like, oh, yeah, I taught this. And now every time I hear the word ambassador, I think of the song, and it goes, A-M-B-A-S-S-A-D-O-R-S, ambassadors, we are ambassadors for Christ, amen, right? So I'm singing this song as I'm putting this together because I just think that's sometimes how my brain works. And when you have young kids, it probably does just work that way. But if it doesn't, welcome to my brain. (laughs) But what is great about it is we do have a purpose. And as these kids are singing this, I remember thinking, man, they don't even have a clue that they're ambassadors sitting to the world, that they're his representatives in the earth, that we were given that title ambassador for a reason. Um, I'm going to look at a couple of scriptures, but we are ambassadors. Let's look at John 20, verses 19 through 21. And I love that that God chose us because he, I just, I'm so thankful that he chose us to be that. It says, um, then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut and where the disciples were assembled in fear of the Jews, this next part just I can't help being a visual learner. It says, came Jesus and stood in the midst. Okay, I have to pause. Are you guys seeing what's happening here? The disciples are locked in a room and afraid of the Jews. When suddenly came Jesus. It doesn't say he opened the door. He just came right in. I would love to see the real of that. Like, there's no cameras in that room, Lord, right? We can go back now and watch video cameras of that kind of stuff, right? That might have been hysterical. It would have been like 
escape room on steroids or something, you know. Oh, somebody's here, right? But guess what happens? Okay, I'm sorry, I digress. First thing Jesus says, because obviously they're not very, they're afraid. Peace be unto you, right? Calm down. Peace. It's going to be okay. It's just me. So he shows them his hands. He shows them his side. And I love it because it says, it says, then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. So they were immediately excited when they're like, oh, it's just Jesus. Because, I mean, they've seen some supernatural things in that time, but that was that had to have been a doozy, right? So he just showed right up in the midst of this. It says, here I am, right? Let's keep reading. So that it says, then Jesus said to them, again, again, if, there are, if, there's, any, if there's any unbelievers that are still afraid, again, peace be unto you. As my Father has sent me, so I send you. That applies to us as well. He's sending us, right? Then let's go to Colossians 3.17. It says this, And whatsoever you do in word and deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God by the Father in him. Because as ambassadors, we are sent to a foreign nation to represent our king, God. We are his ambassadors sent to represent him. And come into when we come into this land and you come into this, if something in your life is not lining up and stuff is out of whack, guys, you don't come into the land and say, well, I think maybe, no. You walk in with authority, and you say, in Jesus' name, I have authority, and I can use the name of Jesus and stand in that authority and in my given position because all that I do in using the name of Jesus, I do unto the name of the Lord, right? Whatever that is, he sent you, and you can rise up and walk in that authority, and you can stand in that position that God has called you to as an ambassador for him. Now listen, an ambassador is protected by the country he represents. You are his ambassador. You are protected by his country, which is the kingdom of God. You are an accredited diplomat sent as an official representative to a foreign country. That's why we're called aliens, right? And the rules of this country of the earth don't apply to you and I because the kingdom of God dwells on the inside of you. And because you walk in his power and his authority as his ambassador, you can stand knowing that what you utter has to be done and what you speak has to be done because you are called as an ambassador right here. You are called today, every day, right now. So we need to start living according to the kingdom principles of our lives, according to the kingdom of God. We are the owner of all of the earth. We have a stewardship responsibility. We've been called to serve as ambassadors in a world that's in rebellion against him. It's in constant rebellion. Look on social media. Look on Facebook. Look on TikTok. Look on YouTube. 
All of these places are constantly bombarding you with the rules of the world, with the attitude of the world. So we have to fight every day against the attitudes of the world. Unfortunately, my 10-year-old son, he deals with attitudes of the world already as a fourth grader. Things that I wish I never had to have conversations about that he has conversations about as a fourth grader. So I have to remind him, nobody, you have authority over that. Nobody, that's what the world says, but God's word says constantly and continually because they are bombarded. It's at the click of their fingers. It's at the click of our fingers. You have to be careful what you click on, careful what you type in on Google, everything. Because the world is trying to get you to step out of your position as his ambassador. To step out of that position of authority that God has called you to. But you are an ambassador. You are an overcomer. You are a kingdom citizen. And yes, we battle every day. But Satan's tactics don't change. We know his tactics now. Today, he attacks us Mostly by attempting to draw us into doubt. Drawing us into doubting that that's what God's word says. To doubting the knowledge that we've received from the word. To doubting the knowledge when Pastor Chris or Pastor Liz preach. Doubting what they tell us we can be. What the word says we can be. God says one thing and Satan says another. For example, you're sick in your body. Okay? We know that 1 Peter 2.24 says, by his stripes, we're healed. We are healed. But then what happens is Satan comes in and he says, oh, but wait a minute. Don't you feel a tinge of that pain? Wait a minute. I th- wait a minute. Remember that? Oh, wait. Got a little hitch there. Wait a minute. Still have symptoms. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. That's not what the kingdom of God says. That's not how the kingdom of God works. We have been given that right and that authority to tell our body to come in line with the word of God and to stand on, his, on the word that he's given us. I don't care what the symptoms say. I don't care what, what, in, what the doctors say. I don't care what they labeled it. No, my God said by his stripes, I am healed. I am the healed of the Lord. Jehovah Rapha is my healer. I stand, he's the great physician living on the inside of me, manifesting to the outside of me that symptoms have have to leave and I don't have to live in sickness. I don't have to live in disease. And it could be anything, guys. It could be anxiety. Guys, maybe you're worried and fretful. How am I going to do this? And what if this happens? And how do I handle this? And I don't even know if I want to go out today. And I'm just so nervous. I don't want to step out of the house. I don't want to do. But no, the word says that you have the mind of Christ, that the peace of God which passes understanding guards your heart. It guards your mind. So you have to continually remind yourself of that the word of God, that the indwelling manifest station of the Holy Spirit is alive and working on the inside of you, but you have to work it on the outside sometimes. You have to speak the word and tell yourself what you need to be because there's a constant battle in our lives to do what the world says over what the word says. But you are a kingdom citizen. You are an ambassador. You don't have to live in the kingdom of darkness. The enemy is out to destroy us. The enemy is out to deceive us. But these kingdoms, even though they work against one another, we 
can be that light. God's kingdom gives light and life. So when you're experiencing pain, when you're experiencing sadness, when you're experiencing anxiety, ask yourself, is what I'm feeling bringing light and life? And if the answer is no, go to the word because the word brings light and life. Let's go to John 1 and 4. John 1 and 4. The kingdom belongs to us, and it's both light and life. And it says, in him was life, and that life was the light of men. That light is on the inside of you. Matthew 5, 16, right, talks about how let the light so shine in you that they might see your good works and glorify God that's in heaven. You know what that means? That means you should look a little different than the world. Guess what? You should talk a little different than the world. Guess what? You should dress a little different from the world. Why? Because you're kingdom citizens. Why? Because you're an ambassador for his kingdom. Isn't that good news? That we don't have to live according to anything that the world says, but it's a greater realm that we answer to. It's a greater realm that we operate in, and it's our responsibility to act like those citizens, to become like that. And that doesn't mean that we experience that just when we go to heaven. No, it's in the here. It's in the now. We don't have to be victims of our circumstance. We can have every blessing, every right, every benefit. And guess what? That's going to help us to rise above our circumstances. And if it doesn't raise us above our circumstances, then it helps us to change them to prosper, to move forward in spite of our problems. Because sometimes we got to walk through that valley. Sometimes there is dark seasons. I'm not here preaching your roses and, you know, all that stuff. What I am telling you is that when you have a revelation of your righteous position in the kingdom of God, and when you understand that God has sent you to the earth to manifest his kingdom here on this earth, you start walking a little differently. You start being a little differently. I think back to like when I was first brand new and had a revelation of this. This is why I got so excited in the car because I was literally like, God, you're so good. This is so amazing. You know, because you, it's not that you forget, but you almost like have to be reminded. That's why I love, I was, I'm going to say, Pastor Chris is always so on point, I feel like, with uh, the series because it's always like reading my mail. <laughs> wait a minute, how is this right on point with my life, right? So how does he know that, <laughs> you know? Wait a minute. But at the same point, guys, this is the kingdom mentality that we have to cultivate and build because, again, it's so strong outside and in this world that if we don't bond, bound, bound together and come together in unity to rise up to establish God's kingdom on the earth, we're going to be overrun by the enemy, and we don't want that. At Relevant Church, it ain't happening. So I don't know where else it might. Watch it online. You don't have to do that. We walk in that. We operate in that authority because that's who he created us to be, right? So we don't have to do that. We move forward in spite of any circumstance. We don't have to live meekly or in submission and defeat. 
for the onslaught of the world because kingdom mentality and kingdom living moves us forward with confidence so that we can forcefully advance in the wisdom that he's given us, in the power that he's put within us, in boldness that we are God's children. You are the daughter and son of a king. He lives on the inside of you. Now listen, when John wrote in 1 John 4 and 4, I want you to understand that nothing that you deal with on the outside is bigger than what's on the inside of us. So he says, you, wait, say me. See, you guys got to start making the word personal. You, say me, right? Me, you, it says right here, you are of God, little children. Or another version says, you, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That outside can be scary and look, look like a big, bag, bad boogie monster, right? But no, there's no, we don't have to give in to that. We don't have to live in that. We don't have to give in to those things. We, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That right there, folks, is an unbeatable recipe for victory. It's unbeatable. You're going to walk in victory if you can understand that point today. Greater, greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. It's an unbeatable formula for victory. And here's the thing. If you're being overcome by the world and you're not experiencing what the Lord has for us, something's missing. Because if life is beating you, then I have to ask you this question. Do we have the wrong good news? Or do we have no news? No. The good news is that in Christ, we are citizens of the kingdom of God. We are his citizens. And all resources of the kingdom of God are available for us to help us live in victory. Today. What? Yes, today. Today you live in victory. Not just tomorrow or yesterday, but today is victorious because he's given us his kingdom. He puts us as his ambassadors. He has set us in victory. So you know your ambassadors, your kingdom citizens. Now I want to talk about how we are sons and daughters of the king. Because when you think about kingdom mentality and you think about life, do you see yourself as his child? Do you see yourself as a son? Do you see yourself as a daughter? I Luke uh, 15 talks about the story of the prodigal son. I'm going to read it for you guys today because you might be familiar with the story, but I feel like we're going to read it. You guys read it with me. We're going to read it in the message translation. I don't want to get tripped up on the these and thous. This says, even though it's really good, this says this, there was once a man who had two sons. The younger said to his father, father, I want right now what's coming to me. So the father divided his property between them, and it wasn't long before the younger son packed his bags and left for a distant country or the city. There, this is so good, undisciplined, undisciplined and dissipated, he wasted everything that he had. 
And after he had gone through all of his money, there was a bad famine throughout the land. And he began to feel it. He signed on with a citizen there who assigned him to the fields to slop the pigs. He was so hungry that he would have eaten the corn cobs in the pig slop, but no one would even give him any. That brought him to his senses. And he said, all of those farmhands working for my father sit down to three meals a day. And here I am starving to death. I'm going back to my father. I'll, I'll say to him, look, he's practicing. Anybody ever practiced for a conversation with the Lord? All right. I'm going to go in there. We're going to practice this. He says, I'm going to practice. All right. Father, I have sinned against God, and I've sinned before you, and I don't deserve to be called your son again. But the father wasn't listening. Right? He's practicing as he's walking. It says, he was calling his servants. Quick, quick, bring a clean set of clothes and a dress for him. Put the family ring on his finger. Get sandals on his feet. Then get the prize-winning heifer and roast it. We're going to have a feast. We're going to have a wonderful time. My son is here, given up for dead and now alive. And now alive. Given up for lost, but now found. And they began to have a wonderful time. Let's skip on down. Uh, it says, well, we'll read. We'll finish. Um, I, can't, I can't do that. I got to keep going. <laughs> Sorry. Here we go. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to skip a few verses. We're going to finish reading it, okay? Yes, Holy Spirit. We're going to read it all. <laughs> um, all this time, the older son was out in the field, and when the day's work was done, he came in, and as he approached the house, he heard music and dancing, and he called over one of the house boys, and he said, hey, what's going on? And he said, well, your brother came home, and your father ordered a feast. And then I love this part. Barbecue beef. Sorry, because he has him home safe and sound. The older brother then stomped off and an angry sulk and refused to join in. His father came out and he tried to talk to him, but he wouldn't listen. And the son said, look how many years I've stayed with you. And you throw a party. You've never thrown a party for me and my friends. So I'm just whining, okay, which we all do sometimes. Sorry. Then his son, then this son of yours, who has thrown away all your money and, and, and on bad things and shows up with... <laughs> We're reading the PG version. <laughs> Can you tell I read to my son? I'm sorry. <laughs> Mommy, what's that anyway? Sorry. <laughs> and go out with the feast. And his father said, Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> it. <laughs> um, son, you don't understand. You're with me all of the time, and everything that is mine is yours. But this is a wonderful time that we've had to celebrate. This brother of yours was dead, and he's alive. He was lost, and he's found. Praise God, right? God is always at the ready, waiting for you to come home. The father here in that story, Jesus is talking about God. 
and about how he's just standing. He's watching for you, ready to come home to him. He's watching, ready, with arms open, complete to completely restore you back to the status of a son, as of a daughter. Our problem is that too often we accept that contract that that, that prodigal son wanted, which was to be a servant in his father's house. And yes, we want to be servants of the Lord too. And although that's certainly what we are as believers, there is so much more to the relationship that God has for us. There's so much more that if we settle for just being his servants, we miss out on the joy of knowing who Christ is and to the fullest and the deepest knowledge that we have of kingdom living. Because too many of God's people too many of his people only know how to be workers in the field. And they don't know what it means to be a son in the house. You are that son. You are that daughter in the house. Jesus said in John 15, 15, that I no longer call you servants. Because servants, as servants, you do not know his master's business. Instead, he's called you friend. For everything that I've learned from my Father, I've made known to you. Isn't that good news? And listen, many people in today's world, including believers, find themselves in a similar plight to the prodigal son. Their mentality was damaged in their time that they spent in the pig pen. Because we've all had some time there. We've all had moments where we don't live as we should. But here's God's glorious truth, guys. All people on earth, no matter, no matter where they live, no matter what you've done, are potential children of God, are potential kingdom citizens. His children, he's constantly telling them, you can come home. You can come home. You can be my son. You can be my daughter. You can have full right in this earth. And I love it because one of my favorite parts of that story is when he takes that ring and he puts it on the son. And the father in this parable, he gave that ring. And it's a symbol of sonship. It's a symbol of authority. And God desires to put a ring on your finger too. God desires, and yes, another song comes to mind, but put a ring on the finger. God gives you that authority. It's your signet ring. You walk around with authority and power because when you accepted Jesus into your heart, you now become a son. You now become a daughter. You now operate in his authority that he's given you with that ring because once you take that, Christ came and he died and he rose from the dead to put that ring of sonship on your finger that we might come back into fellowship with him, that we might have that right place as his children in the kingdom. And for many of us, taking that step into the kingdom takes a renewing of your mind. And you have to continually remember that position that God has placed you in. According to Romans chapter 12, let's go read it. Romans 12, 1 and 2. It is so good. So good. Romans 12, 1 and 2. We're going to read it in the NIV version. Because listen, we got to take steps and we got to change and renew our mind to get rid of any of that pig pen mentality so we don't have to deal with that anymore, right? 
So it says here, it says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Verse 2, and it says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to prove, to test what." God's will is his good, pleasing, and his perfect will. So how do we know God's pleasing and his perfect will, good, pleasing, and perfect will for our life? We bring it to the word. Is that what God's word says about me? Because a lot of times when you're dealing with thinking that's from the earth or from the world, you have to recognize first that it's from the world because it doesn't line up with his word. So that takes practice. And some, some things, I get it right away. And I'm like, okay, I got that one. I know that's from the enemy. Sometimes I don't. It's kind of hit or miss. But whatever it is, when you can operate and you can be aware now as kingdom citizens, as his sons, as his daughters, now we all know that there's a little trick to this. If it's opposite and it doesn't line up with the word, then you got to get rid of it. You can't think on that. you got to find scriptures that are going to help build up what you really are, who you really are, whose you really are, right? It's that abundant life. Because here's the thing. So good. We don't have to live in this kingship unaware anymore from what we've been given. The problem with a lot of us is we've got to discover our identity, We've got to know that our ability, our power, our authority comes in him. If some of you recognize what the enemy stole from you, I think we're going to have a lot of people going right on up into that enemy's camp and take it back what he stole from us. Might be kicking some tents over, might be punching some things, but you better go back in and take what God, what the enemy stole for you, what God set up for you, and get it back from the enemy, because we don't have to live under that pinpoint pressure that Satan has had us put under, because I am sure, I am sure that if we understood that and recognized if we were defeated, if we were living dejected, like the prodigal son, I just have a vision of him sitting in the mud, in the stench of that pigsty, sitting there, nibbling on a dry corn husk and having that revelation that there's so much more for me. Have you ever had that moment where you go, God, there's so much more for me. I don't have to live like this any longer. I don't have to do that. God sent his word. Listen, our greatest enemy today is not sin. Our greatest enemy is not sin because guess where that was conquered? On the cross. It's not a lack of power. That's not our enemy, that we don't have enough power because we're receptacles of power because the power of God lives on the inside of us, on the inside of you and me. The antidote for ignorance is knowledge. That's why God sent us his word, his living word, in the person of his son. Christ came to remove that so that we could walk in his kingdom mentality, in his heritage as children of God, that we no longer have to operate and live in a world of darkness. 
as long as we live in Satan's darkness, we will never know that we're prisoners in our own territory, slaves of a, that illegal despot. We will never know we are rightful rulers of, his, of this planet or that the devil is already defeated because now we can't use the excuse we don't know any better. We know better. We know that we've given that power. We know that we've been given that authority. We know that Satan doesn't have to run our lives anymore. He doesn't have to ravage our body with sickness. He doesn't have to try to come and drain our finances. He doesn't have to come and try to destroy our marriages. He doesn't have to mess with our kids. Right? Because Jesus, he is the light of the world. Did you guys know light means knowledge? He came to show us who we really are and to expose the enemy's false kingdom. He came to introduce us to ourselves and to call us to become the people that he's called us to. When we understand that what God's called us to do is so much greater than the weight that the world tries to put on us, because you don't have to live like that. It's God with you doing with you, working beside you. Have you ever had one of those moments where you're like, God, just me and you. I guess we'll handle it. You're not by yourself. You're not alone. The greater one lives on the inside of you. You don't have to be defeated. Victory lives on the inside of you. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to live in fear. Why? Because the overcomer lives on the inside of you. You could walk in that today and every day. It's a kingdom mentality of knowing who you are, of knowing we are his representatives. So you can answer, I know who I am. I'm his representative. I am his ambassador. I am his son. I am his daughter. I am a prince. I am a princess. I am a king. I am a queen, right? That is who you are. That is how you answer. And as part of his kingship and part of as being saints, it means that we're equipped and empowered to live in victory. We are equipped and empowered to exercise our authority right now in our everyday lives. Right now, we do it. We don't have to just scrape by. You don't have to hang on to stuff by your fingernails. You can take charge of your situation right now. You can do that. He wants to bless you. He wants to pour out for you the fullness of him. He wants you to walk in the full potential that he created you in. He wants you to be all that he's called you to be. Because the choice is ours. Are we going to choose to do it that way? Are we going to choose to operate in kingdom authority? Are you going to use the authority he's given you today? He waits for us to step out in faith. He waits for us to step out and to step into that kingdom mentality, to step into all that is made available for us. We got to groom our kingdom mentality. We got to feed it. We got to learn. We got to we got to remember that God has called us to be his 
ambassadors, his representative, his sons, his daughters. He's called us to be that, that we don't have to live how the devil tells us. We don't have to live in that mindset. And even though it maybe is not a natural mindset for us, and we can have difficulty changing that mindset, the Word will help you find that. So many look at their lives. Don't be in despair. Don't quit. Don't assume that circumstances won't change. Don't just make the best of it. No. Don't look at what you owe on your mortgage or what your bills are. Look at what God has for you. Don't look at your empty wallet. Look at the position he's created you for. When have you ever, well, I don't know if anybody in this room has ever met a king, but anybody ever met anybody really high up? Do they worry about those things? No, they don't worry. Why? Because they know their position. So don't you worry. Your position is great. You don't have to worry about those things. You just got to activate the promises that God's put on the inside of you. You got to make sure you work it out. Because how many of you know that every day is filled with worry and stress? No? Yeah, just, just every day. Worry and stress comes for you. It comes to try to get you. Worry, stress, do this. How am I going to make ends meet? How am I going to pay this 85? Why is gas? It was $45. Now it's $87. I don't even know. Right? Groceries, I used to spend $125 a week. Now I'm spending $200. What the heck is happening? Huh? Right? Your brain just will just, it will keep going until you know kingdom principles. Thank God I have $87 to fill my car up. Thank you, God. I have $200 to go to the grocery store this week. Thank you, God. I am a princess. <laughs> Thank you, God. I operate in your kingdom. I don't look at what the bank account says, but I look at your kingdom. That's prosperous, full streets of gold, right? He has a thousand cattle on the hill, right? No, there's no kingdom shortage in our life. We don't have to have shortages. Have y'all been hearing about this stuff? There's shortages coming and everybody's in a panic. We don't live according to that, guys. When we sow and walk according to that, I think about the recession that happened. I don't know when that was, 2007-ish, 8, 8, I don't remember. Yes, whenever that was. We don't have to live according to that. There's, we're not going to experience a recession. We're owners of this earth. We have authority. You don't live according to that system. We live according to God's system. You won't be touched. You hear me? You tell the enemy, uh-uh, back off. Nope, I'm not dealing with that. Change your mentality today for a better tomorrow. Because how many of you know kingdom mentality is what you got to deal with. It's kingdom mentality that helps to change you. It's kingdom mentality that helps keep you above your natural circumstances. It literally lifts you up above everything that you've been dealing with. You no longer have to do that. Praise the Lord. Thank God. You know, I, I always think, when I think like kingdom mentality, I always think, what would kingdom mentality say? What, what would it say? It would say, come on, bring on them problems. Let's have those challenges. I was born ready. Bring it on. This is just, it's just my kind of situation. Because Jesus and I are ready for anything. Bring it on. Let's go. I'm coming on. Y'all better watch out today, right? Sometimes I say that when I'm driving. 
Watch out, here I come. <laughs> Anybody that's ever ridden with me knows. No, I'm kidding. I, I try to, I try to, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling on myself. <laughs> because kingdom mentality is a warrior mentality. And it, it, you have to walk that out. You have to remind yourself of it. Like I literally was writing stuff on my mirror the other day, and then I was like, I can't see my hair now. No I'm kidding. <laughs> no. And then I was like, let's wash it off, and I, I got to do some cleaning in there anyway. So that's all good. That's okay. That's a whole other story. But listen, however, you got to remind yourself. Like I literally voice recorded the message just reading it, like verbatim, because I wanted to listen to it a whole bunch, not because it's my words, because it's the words of God, right? That's not my opinion. That's God's opinion of you. That's who he created you to be. But I need to constantly remember that. So there's a few scriptures that I say, and I'll play when I'm driving, because I want to remember, wait a minute, the kingdom is in me. Wait a minute, greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world, Bring on those problems. Bring on those problems. Some, sometimes it's even about, again, walking into that camp, changing that mentality, changing that mentality, because a slave mentality rolls over and yields to the enemy's demands. But we don't have to roll over. We say, no way. Here we come. This is mine, right? You're not going to rob me anymore. you got to use your righteous position and allow God to work through you so that you can be an overcomer and you can be a conqueror, right? In all that God is, in all that God does, you are a child of the king. And you got to tell him, this is my territory. This is where I am. There's no way you're getting through here. We have to fight what we know is ours. I hope you're ready to fight today. I hope you're ready to take back what the enemy stole from you. I hope you're ready to walk according to kingdom principles, to operate his kingdom on the earth, because greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. You are bigger than anything that God that, that is out there in the world. We have to walk in that. Walk a little more confident. Be ready to fight. Be ready to take back what he's stolen from you. Be ready to operate in all that God has for you, because you are his child. How much more do we want for our own children? How much more do we want to take authority in that and rise up and do what he's called us to do? So take these principles. Take the word. Be the word. Be who God has called you to do. Take authority. Be ready to stand firm that nothing's going to come at you that you aren't equipped to handle, that you can stand in the power and authority that Jesus has given you, that you take that authority, that you reclaim what's yours. You take back what is yours by your right. You step in that because, guys, we were created to release, to establish, and to execute his kingdom on the earth. And because that kingdom lies on the inside of you, you can rise up to establish, execute his kingdom in your life. And you can do that today. You can walk in that right now. You can experience success. You can experience victory. You can experience that fruitfulness in your life right now. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, God. Let's stand up on our feet. Thank you, God. Thank you for your power. Thank you, God, for your plan. Thank you, God. I'm going to pray for you all this morning. Because if you feel like you've been living beneath what God has called you for, what God has created you for, if you live beneath that, God wants you to know today you can be even greater. Today you don't have to live beneath. You can live above. You can be all who God has called you to be. You can walk in victory and success. You can be free today. Let's close our eyes and bow our head. If that's you and you want to be free today, free to live for him, free to walk out in his ability and power, let me see that hand. He has freedom for you today. Freedom in his presence. Peace. Father God, I thank you right now for every single person that's in this place that's watching online. God, fill them up with your power. Reveal yourself right now to them. Help them to walk out what you've called them to be. Help them to operate according to your kingdom principles. God, give them strength and fortitude to stand against the wiles of the enemy, to stand against the world's onslaught. Give them your ability, your grace right now to rise up and walk out who they really are called to be. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for filling them up right now. Feel his presence right now. It's flowing in. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Let's stay in that same attitude. And I want to give you an opportunity right now that you maybe you say, I don't know Jesus. I'm not a part of God's kingdom but I want to be a part of the kingdom of God. I want to serve Jesus. If that's you and you're, the, you're in this place or you're watching online, today is the best day of your life. It's the start of a greater life. If you want to know him today, if you'll just raise your hand for me. If you want to make Jesus the Lord and the Savior of your life, thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. If everybody could, just pray this prayer for, with me. Say, Dear Lord, I thank you for sending Jesus to come into my heart, to forgive me of my sin, to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And thank you that you are the Lord of my life. Thank you that I'm now a part of the kingdom of God. And I will establish and execute your power in my life. I love you, Jesus. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, 
you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.